Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you, nigga. You. <laughs> what was that? This is your co-host, AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? And it's dedicated to those blanks and everybody in between. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, y'all. I love y'all. Once again this week, I'm still coming with all the love. How you doing, friend? I'm good. I met a couple... Uh couple beige guys this weekend and i think that maybe one might have listened to the show mm-hmm. and he curved me yesterday <laughs> so i mean yeah so but i'm just saying maybe that maybe the intro scares people off because last Not week's episode right was good right so fuck them period <laughs> i can't but see maybe no uh one. maybe we don't have to say to niggas and hoes Maybe we could just say to ninjas and pros. Ninjas and pros. Yeah, so. Touch your toes. 
What'd you do this weekend besides uh, meet some beige guys? I was outside you? all weekend, like for real outside. Um, Celebrating our win? You gotta celebrate your win. Kinda. I guess maybe that's what it was. I just started with brunch every day and then did, just didn't get home till 10, 11 o'clock at night. So brunch starts at what time? 12. Mm-hmm. So I was doing 12 hour shifts of ratchet shit this weekend. It was really fun. Real, real fun. You know, Charleston has a lot of nice places, a lot of nice like rooftop bars and it's always sunny out and shit. And we got palm trees. I just feel like niggas be hating because we got palm trees and we got the beach and it just be nice. All the yeah. Southern Charm characters were out this weekend, too. Yeah, I know we got the reality show in Charleston, Southern Charm, um, that which highlights all the uh, prominent elitists in the city, mm-hmm. you know? The slave owners. Yeah. <laughs> Descendants. Exactly. Okay. And all mm-hmm. the generational wealth. A couple mm. of them not. My favorite character off that show is, um, what's this girl's name? And she was out as well. But she doesn't, she didn't come for money for real. She, she's a, um, she owns a salon here now. And I, I don't even think she got the salon until she was on the show. Um, not Madeline. I forgot her name anyway. She just got married. Super pretty white girl. But the rest of I them, I don't follow. Yeah, the rest of them are. Said eh, hmm. I stay home and cook meals for niggas. Uh uh-uh. uh, you was cooking for niggas this weekend. Mm hmm. I hear that. You got a you got a boyfriend. Mm mm. You got a boy I that's just, a friend because <laughs> I just had to let these niggas know, you know, because they be thinking because I make them take me to dinner all the time that I don't know how to cook. <laughs> but I can get these pots to quaking. What you cook? So I had to. I all right. So I made some um, steak. Uh, I made some ribeyes, and I made some lobster mac and cheese, hey. and I made some broccolini with some little honey honey butter croissants on the side. Mm, sounds good. good. Like and some wine. I heard nice you had that world renowned mac-, mac and cheese. Like I've made your mac and cheese, but I've never actually tasted your mac and cheese. You know, it's it's like a it's like a uh uh like a, a a love spell or something. You put your own little mix on this. I know mine's probably tastes different. I haven't actually tasted yours, but I heard it was good. Well, when you come to Charlotte, I'll make you a little small pan. I heard your mac was macking, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the bee's knees. People have my <laughs> mac too. It be macking. <laughs> No, let me tell you what I love of yours. That red rice, bitch. Look, we had to trade recipes. You know, real cooks don't be just giving that fucking recipe. So I was like, all right, bitch, let me get the mac and cheese. I'll send you the red the red rice recipe. Rice. That's yes, how that go down. That red rice is so good. <laughs> it's, that's why I got this little extra piece of hip uh-uh. right now. <laughs> you know, I can't even eat red rice like that no more because it doesn't, like, taste the same without all the meat, you know? So yeah, I that, the had, meat set it off. Yeah, I haven't had red rice myself. In a long time, years, but I'll make yeah, it's it. It's pointless if you just eating red <laughs> rice with nothing in it. Fuck out of here! Right? No, no animals. Right? No animals cooked in the rice is is crazy. Let's get into our stupid internet news. Ew, let's see what's going on. So, uh, I want to start with uh, Ebony K. Williams and Ayanna. Ayanna. I can't say her name. Say it. Ayanna Von Zant. Got it. Okay, which is not her real name, but let's start there. Yeah, so I know you've probably seen it if you guys haven't. So it's a viral video going on right now. So Ebony K. Williams and essentially Ayanya, Ayanya, (laughs) 
was mm-hmm. asking her. Ivy, just call her Ivy. Ivy was asking her, would she date a bus driver, right? And she said, if he owned the bus. That's what, you know, Ebony K. Williams' response was. I like comments. I like to see what the people think. I really don't give a fuck what the people think, but I do like to see people's thought process. And a lot of people was talking shit, especially the men. Oh, she's 40-something, still with no man, this and the third. And I'm like, after this weekend and being out a little bit, is it possible that there are a lot of black women that are single and haven't been wedded because, or I think she's been married before. She's divorced, right? She isn't married now. But I think a lot of black women are single because we choose to stay within our own shit. Right. You know, if she were to choose to maybe date outside, she might be married. What's wrong with her wanting him to own the bus? I don't know. And I feel like, uh, ma'am, you don't compare me to you. Like, you might be cool with that shit. Like, you might have to get a bus driver, but that's not what I want. Right. Ayala was like, see, that's your problem, bitch. (laughs) 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 And there's nothing wrong with a bus driver, but you you don't go through life being a super accomplished woman, right? To not at least want somebody, and I hate to use the term equal, but that's what it is. I feel like in a black community, black men are hypergamous. Black men date up all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to come with all the shits, right? But for for the black women, like, it's almost like, oh, I can't believe you bitches require stuff. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. Like, they want us to date down so that they have access to the best of the best. Right. I agree. But no, because a black man will grab a woman out of Target uh, scan and stuff. Yeah, if she's, if she's Hispanic. Yeah. With a big booty, with all our with all our characteristics, right? All our mm-hmm. uh, physical characteristics and aesthetics, but just not on a black woman. Is that fair to say? Uh, Successful black men. I've seen I've seen successful black men grab black women out of the strip club dancing on a pole. So I mean that's not really hypergamy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> that is hypergamy. That woman on the pole is dating up. Yes, that's hypergamy. For her, but yeah. it's not hyper- hypergamy. Oh, for right, the for man. the man. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, I guess it's a crapshoot, honestly. I just don't like people uh being angry with a woman for wanting better for herself like why are you upset about that i just don't get that right and now it's like a trending topic online and it puts black women now it's like i'm sorry iv gives me pick me um energy i'm sorry Mm -hmm. she just does and i don't think we should be shunning any other black woman for her preference men get to have preferences all day long and what they prefer in relationships Why is it like a death sentence when we do? Like, oh, you just automatically get super shamed for, you know, putting out there what you want. Why not? Right. That's how you get what you want. (laughs) You have to fucking speak it. So we get shamed. I just thought about, um, old boy from, uh, with Jada Pinkett, when he was driving the bus and he took her to the field and fucked her. What's his name? What movie? Alan Payne. Alan Payne and Jada Pinkett on Jason's Lyric. He got her. He picked her up on the bus. There was nobody else on it. And he took her to that field and fucked her. 
I might do that with a bus driver if he if he was fine. Yo. No. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me in some roses, big daddy. The thing is, it's okay if we in our twenties, right? And we're mm-hmm. growing and building together. But we're talking about forty year old women. And up, we're not the only single ones. Black men are single too. Like, it's a lot of black yeah. single men. It's a lot of black single women. I just think that oftentimes in the black community, we don't put as much emphasis on on marriage. Black men in particular don't put that much emphasis on marriage. They don't see the the benefit, the value. Yeah, they don't see the benefit in having a wife and building, like for real, building a legacy and not just saying it. They don't see the value in it. So that's why we single. It ain't because it's not men out here. You know what I'm saying? They just don't mm-hmm. have, they don't just don't put the value on marriage. Same way we don't put value on education and a lot of other things we're actually going to get into um, in this particular episode. But yeah, yeah. I'm what, uh, I'm definitely what FDK yeah. Williams. Sorry. Me too. Okay, sorry, me Ivy. Too. Unless one of y'all got a bus and could take me to a patch of flowers <laughs> and you fine. I'm with Ebony K. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tony Braxton revealed that she went underwent emergency heart surgery in September to treat a life-threatening lupus complication. Mm. My good sis is going through it with her lupus. And, you know, shout out to all the lupus warriors out there that's, you know, battling silently or publicly, you know. My niece, they um, say that my niece has lupus. Yeah. Shout and, out to your niece. And sometimes I wish I can, like, take strong. it from her because mm-hmm. I know I'd be able to manage it better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell her oftentimes, like, maybe you you might have to do vegan for a little while. When I was living in St. Louis, I used to get colonics done every mm-hmm. week. And the lady who was doing it was this African woman. She said, she showed me pictures of her, wheelchair, bedridden. She was sick. Mm-hmm. Lupus, supposed to be dead, essentially. And she started mm-hmm. she started doing uh, colonics, getting colonics, and she went vegan. Healthy. Healthy. Mm-hmm. It's all you know. A lot of it has to do with what you put in your body, but sometimes it takes more than that. Um, Tony Braxton said, "I kept putting the test off, thinking, oh, 'Oh, I'm fine. I'll be okay.' But my doctor was persistent, and I went to get tested in the last week of September. I did a specialized test, and they looked at my heart and saw some abnormalities." Braxton told People Magazine, "I found out that I needed a coronary stent. My left main coronary artery was 80% blocked." The doctors told me I could have had a massive heart attack. I would not have survived. It was a traumatic moment for me. I was in shock. She underwent emergency surgery two days later and had a stent inserted into the artery to keep it from narrowing or closing. Dang. How does that, how is that caused via um, lupus? Like I, I know lupus uh, I know. shows up different for everybody, but yeah. I wonder if she's ever had any heart issues prior to now. That's right. That's weird. Yeah, lupus affects everybody differently because some people are like for real, like bedridden, can't walk, skin crazy. Like, it, like is your body like for real turning against you? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know what I want to talk about also? Um, Praz, Praz Michael from the from the uh, Fuji's. So Praz was the the founder of the Fuji's, but he he got uh, convicted of ten counts of um, conspiracy, essentially. Last week, um, he was in federal court. You even had Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio testify against him. But um, I don't think people understand what the fuck is really going on with that. And maybe I, I'll try to convey it a little bit, right? I feel like the headlines have been trying to throw in 
uh, our previous president, which is uh, Trump. But this just started with the Obama administration. Essentially, they had been funneling money to um, to the Obama administration, like you know, during the twenty twelve election, by way of this this Chinese um, um, businessman. Essentially, they stole billions of dollars from um, a Chinese um, fund and they were funneling money like illegal lobbying and shit like that so the complaint reads that um federal jury convicted u.s entertainer and businessman today of orchestrating an unregistered back channel campaign beginning in or about 2017 to influence the then administration of the president of the united states and department of justice to drop the investigations of joe Lowe, j-h-o is it jayo jayo ho <laughs> J-Lo. J J Ho Lo is his name. J Lo. J Lo is J Ho Lo though. <laughs> um, and others for embezzlement and other offenses in connection with the international strategic and development company known as One Malaysia Development Burhad. It's one M D B. Um, and to send a Chinese national back to China as well as conspiring to make and conceal foreign and conduit campaign contributions during the 2012 U.S. presidential election. So that's when um, Obama would have been in office. So according to the documents and evidence presented at trial, uh, Praz Michael, 50, of Coconut Creek, Florida, conspired with Low Tech J-Ho, a.k.a. J-Ho Low of Malaysia, um, and then they have all these other people listed and others to engage in undisclosed lobbying campaigns at the direction of Lowe and the Vice Minister of Public Security for the People's Republic of China, respectively, to have the 1MDB embezzlement investiga- investigation and forfeiture proceedings, including Lowe and others, dropped and have Chinese nationals sent back to, to China. So essentially, he was given money, trying to funnel money to the campaign, right? And then mm-hmm. also trying to convince the Trump administration to stop investigating the shit they did in 2012. All while y'all got Trump fucked up for giving a bitch $130 for some pussy. $130,000 <laughs> to cover I'm up. sure if we investigated any... Uh, all of them. All of them. They all would of them. all have some money that came from somewhere that didn't belong. All of them. Because that's how we get in trouble with these other countries. Like People are doing backdoor deals and shit like that. Swapping money. It happens all the time. I just hate how this black man, this one lone black man, is about to take the fall for a major criminal enterprise at this point. This shit yeah. is this shit is way bigger than these little small little headlines. This shit is real serious. I don't think people know how serious it is though, because yeah, I don't think people understand how serious this is. But I cannot wait for it to be adapted into a movie. Because. So you can get the the summary. Ooh la la la! <laughs> I hate you, bitch. This is fucking serious. <laughs> we in trouble right now. Our country has literally been sold. Our country has been bought and fucking sold, and people don't see that. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. We fucked up right now. Like, do y'all see bricks? Bricks is like this. It's basically essentially like your um um. All these other countries are coming together now and they're like, fuck the United States. Fuck the U.S. dollar. Yeah, I see that. That's a problem. There's no more United Nations. Mm-hmm. We like literally now 
on an island by ourselves. And I don't really blame these other countries. Like America does some fucked up stuff to other people. I hate the term destabilize. Like you running up in other people's countries to destabilize some stable shit. Like the main thing that the United States produces is like war shit, war tools, guns, ammunition, big stupid ass missiles and shit like that. That's our main industry here. And that's all like makings of a fucking bully. So yeah, this shit is fucking serious, man. I, I wish more people would look into what's really going on with Proz and it's it's terrible that he's gonna take the fall. And he said he was a, a US informant uh for twenty years, a federal uh federal informer for twenty years, but what he informed on was the fact that th- that China had an American citizen and a Chinese national like held captive at some point. That's what he informed the US government of. Nobody's talking about that that part. But yeah. That's that's well I can't wait for the movie, so <laughs> fucking crazy ass. Y'all RIP to Jerry Springer. Yes. RIP to Harry Belafonte. Yes, both of those people. I feel like it's starting to be like if there is a heaven, there's a lot more cool people in heaven than still on earth. This is hell. Like this shit is so fucking stressful. Yeah, I remember I was in Anguilla talking shit about America. We was like sitting at the bar and the, my homegirl, her phone was on the bar. And we just like, man, America's so stressful. Like, yeah, these people might have less over here, but they chilling like they live on the beach. That it... Girl, why the fuck Siri came on and started calling the police on us? That bitch started calling 911 on us for talking shit about America. Siri don't play by her country. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What the hell? They be listening. They be listening, man. All this AI shit that's happening. If you're reading this, it's too late. If you're listening right. to this, it's too late. You had this to put me on some. I just want my man to get some land at this point and put me on it. I hear that. Put me on some land so I can just raise some animals and grow my own food. Girl, that homesteading is fucking hard. I got a few homestead books I ordered off Amazon. Like, when shit really gets stupid, I'll know how to make a windmill and shit and how to generate energy got, from water. I um, I need to learn how to make preserves. My grandma got a recipe book. I need to look at it. I need to dust it off and look at how she... She used to have, like, a cabinet full of preservatives, like, just jars and jars of stuff. And I can't... I couldn't preserve... I can't keep nothing living right now but myself, but we're going to work on it. <laughs> Shame. My plant's so thriving. My little money plant girl, I got her sitting by the door right now. I be kissing that plant and all type of shit. I'm so proud that I've been able to keep that plant alive for about a year now. I'm yeah, happy that's about good. it. I, my, mine lasted like two months, two, three months. <laughs> I, did, I think I overloved it. You probably put too much water to- on it. Yeah, that's what I think, and I overwater it. I talk to it every day, and I used to be like, "Why is you looking like that?" <laughs> that should only need like minimal light and like six ounces of water every three weeks is what you're supposed to give it. I put coconut water on my plant, so she'd be like, "Oh, bitch, thank you." But y'all, like again, uh, R.I.P. to Jerry Springer and Harry Belafonte. Harry, Harry Belafonte was 96. Jerry Springer died at um, 79. And um, this is a great segue into what we want to talk about today. Life insurance, health insurance, 
We want to make sure we, uh, aside from talking about relationships and shit like that all the damn time, we do have other things that uh, we're capable of speaking on, right? So we do have a special guest on We Talk Back this week who's going to give us and our listeners more information. I mean, we are all at that age. You don't want to wait until something bad happens to, to think about these things. Get on top of it today. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. From the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? 
This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that one line, one Cry Me a River, ah. Y'all hear this, man? to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba, and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals, and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments, and the affairs, the flings, the flirting, and the fighting. It's time to tell all on her new podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. We'll take you all the way back to season one and up through today for the dance floor drama like you wouldn't believe. Former partners, co-stars, friends, and frenemies will join Cheryl each week. Listen to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for joining We Talk Back TV. All right, so we have a special guest on today. It is actually my cousin, and the reason why I wanted to bring her on is y'all will be having these GoFundMes every time someone passes away, someone's sick. That is just seems like to be the black way to handle things when it comes to health care and uh, paying for death. And we all got to go up out of here. So we need to get in front of that. So I got my cousin Erin Corbett on, and she's a licensed insurance professional. She's been in the industry for almost 10 years, and she has a lot of experience, uh, tons of experience. And she's literally helped me so much when it comes to my health insurance and my health care. So I wanted to have a conversation with her so we can get some knowledge for y'all on how to get on top of that so we can stop with this GoFundMe shit. Cause it ain't <laughs> <working>. <laughs> hey, Erin, girl. Thank you for joining us. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome hey, to We Talk Back. Yeah. <laughs> Glad for you guys to have me here today. It's a family affair. Absolutely. I want to get some real information to our <laughs> right. listeners that can help because, you know, I was out here running around here. Like, I know a lot of people, they use the emergency room as their only source of healthcare, like they wait till they almost half dead, right? And they just go to the emergency room, and then they have these astronomical bills that they never plan to pay. Yeah. And you know that's just not the healthy way to do it. First, you tell everybody about yourself and your uh, your career. Sure. So um, again, my name is Erin Corbett. Um, like I said, I've been in the insurance industry almost ten years. Um, I do carry three licenses. So I'll do health, life, and supplementals. So basically, I work with everything that deals with whatever can happen to you while you're alive or after someone passes away. Okay. So, so life insurance is not just for the dead, y'all. No, life you insurance is not just life for the dead. For the live- and while you're living. For the living. Um, so how life insurance for the living? Because don't, like, 
you don't get paid out till you No, dead. that's not true. So let's talk about whole life insurance, for instance, um, and different different ways people actually build wealth. We can start there, build wealth from having life insurance policies. I think a lot of black people are, they miss that because they just don't know because they only think about life insurance when it's when somebody dies. That's correct. Um, life insurance, it's a tool for finance, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you buy whole life policies that you were speaking of, what it does is it generates your own source of a loan, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's different variations of life insurances, but, but let's say, for example, you have like a 20-pay life insurance. It'll be paid off in 20 years. Let's say it was 50000 but you only put 20000 in it. So if you started at 30, paid it off by 50, now you have $50,000 just sitting there for whatever you want. You can purchase a home with it and cash it out. You can use it to pay down debt if that's something that you had going on pay for children's college and different things like that. Start your own business, but it becomes your own source of money to borrow from cash out without taking out a loan that has interest, um, different things like that. So that is a way that they do use it to build wealth. So, you know, we talk about reparations a lot, like black people, oh, we need to get paid for slavery, that's in the third, but I think that a lot of people don't have deliverables. Like if we were to actually ask for reparations, what are some of the deliverables? And whole life insurance is one of the things I would ask for. We need whole life insurance. Free tuition. Well, when you say whole life insurance, what what is like? Because it's a tool to build wealth, right? Okay. So imagine if every black person, this is my one thought process mm -hmm. for life insurance. There's not enough black people with life insurance. So we think about how like, the police keep killing black people, right? If more black people had life insurance, the police would be less likely to kill us. There's just no repercussions for killing black people. They literally have a license to kill black people. And your family can't benefit from the death either because you don't have life insurance. If more black people had life insurance, it would probably be less police killings because the insurance companies going to start suing the police departments if they have to keep paying out on these loans. Well, I'm I, sorry, on these uh, policies, paying out on the policies, not the loans. It could make higher risk rating, so it might just cost more for black people mm -hmm. <laughs> to get mm. life insurance. Right? It costs but, more for us to live anyway. Yes, but I, just to kind of touch on something that you said, um, I think that we just don't prepare or value certain things in the right way. When we talk about the difference between black people and other ethnicities, what they do is they prepare, right? Mm -hmm. So there's common conversations in a white household to have life insurance, to have short-term disability, to make sure they have these different policies like cancer policies, critical illness, just in case, right? right? Because the thing that happens is something's gonna happen to you when it's going to happen to you is what you don't know. And how do you prepare to not ruin everything that you built your whole life around? Your house, right? Mm -hmm. All the savings that you may have saved didn't go on vacations just to have this sitting here. How do you protect yourself in that way? And we just don't do a good job of that. We'll go buy $120 Jordans, $250 Jordans, the new Yeezys on the drop for $400 on a resale. And a policy like this in the right age range is about $20, $30. A month. A month. Mm -hmm. You know, we just do not prepare in the right way. The way we spend our money is not for the right things. So when things do happen, we're ill-prepared. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. To get a life insurance policy, do you have to go get, like, a physical examination to see, like, what your health is in order to, like, be eligible? Well, that actually depends on the amount mm -hmm. that you want. Um, it also depends on your health. Mm -hmm. Um so some policies are guaranteed issue, mm -hmm. which means you don't have to go through a health exam 
Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to pass the underwriting questions or whatever they may be. Um, when you start getting over a certain dollar amount, like 100000 then there become more underwriting questions. And I know in our community, we like to say, I just got a little bit of diabetes, a little bit of high blood pressure, <laughs> right? Right. But those are actually things that can knock you out or mm-hmm. put you in a clause. Mm-hmm. And that clause could be two, three years, but God forbid you had a heart attack in that two or three years. Um, then, then you don't get shit. You just get the money Even, that you paid into it. Okay. So, and, and that could be very small if you're saying it's something like twenty, thirty dollars a month. Yes. You're getting a check for three, three hundred, four hundred dollars. Absolutely. Like so, how do you determine what type of life insurance policy you need? So, if I'm, um, I'm thirty-eight. Yeah. Right. No kids. Um, at my age, what type of policy would you suggest? At your age, I absolutely suggest a whole life because it's affordable for you. So the problem that happens is, you know, a lot of individuals start looking at these things at 50, wrong move. Right. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely the wrong move. Age is your benefit. And with younger age, you also have better health. Mm-hmm. So you can get more coverage for cheaper. Cheaper. Mm-hmm. So whole life for sure. Um, and then you also have to start thinking about like, what's your, like, what are you trying to cover in the event that I'm not here. So if someone is a uh, self-employed, has a business, you know, you should start to stack policies. And what I mean by stack policies, you should always have like a whole life policy as a base, but then have a term life that's high limit over it. Right, okay. Um, because- So hold on, explain that in a way. So tell people like, what is a term life mean like? Sure, so let's go back. So a term life policy is a life policy that expires after a certain amount of time. So it's 10, 15, 20, 25 years, right? Um, But with those type of policies, they bet on your life expectancy. So most people outlive those policies. So if you ever seen where your grandparents aren't say, I had this policy, but it didn't pay out. And then they find out it's a term life. It happened a lot in the black community, right? Mm -hmm. So they had all this insurance and then they let it sit there for 20, 30, 40 years. So when they go to pass away and if I'm like, oh, they have this policy, they realize it's only term life. And term life policies are cheap. It's more economical. So, yes, that's what the people go for. However, they never understand the fact that it's almost like a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So they pay into this thing the whole time, and then when you try to draw, there's nothing there? It ends at a certain amount so, of time. Okay. So you so, have to pull it out when it ends, or it just There's no pay? value in a term life policy. Mm, okay. So what I was saying about stacking benefits, right? So say... You have a young family, you know, you need 500000 you know, that you want to leave to your family in the event that something happens between the age of 30 to 55. You can still have a whole life policy as a base in a certain amount, maybe say 100000 But then you can get a higher level term life, which is cheaper to carry for 500 k So saying that in the event that I'm not here to take care of my kids, schooling, or I need this mortgage to be paid off if I'm not here, I don't want to leave it on my wife, that's what I mean by stacking policies because it's going to expire. But what you want to do is be able to get in the event that something happens in an age where you're going to leave your family or a business, you want to have both. Got it. Does that so I'm cu- confused as fuck. So, okay. all right. <laughs> the whole life policy is the policy that you were saying that you can pull out of and it's kind of like almost like an investment. It's an you, investment, yes. Right. But then the, the term life is the one that you – would want to have just in case you die within that period yeah so say like your example 30 we'll use this 
as we age, we know that you start to develop health issues, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just some, say someone got diagnosed with cancer at 45, mm-hmm. right? They got two kids, one's in college, one's in high school, mm-hmm. they're married, have a brand new home. Mm-hmm. Say this person doesn't make it through, right? Mm-hmm. That term life is actually good in that sense because a $500,000 policy is very expensive if it's a whole life. Mm-hmm. So it becomes about what you can actually Your afford. Your whole life. Right. So you that's older. The, the longer you live, it's good a whole, to have a whole life insurance. Correct. As opposed to term. Well. Because it's shorter, right? Right. Let but me if explain. you died at 45, was the whole life so, necessary? So let me explain. life was so it's your whole short. life. You died oh. at 45. But it ain't, a, it ain't that whole. It's a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me explain. Yo. Right? <laughs> Let me explain. Let me clarify really quick. So what I'm saying is, like, you should always have a whole life policy, right? That's your cash. That's your equity. That's your asset. But to it, afford a 500K whole life policy, it's a few thousand a month. You have to be in a certain tax bracket for that. Mm-hmm. Most average fo- folk cannot afford that, mm-hmm. right? But what they can afford maybe is 100000 150000 whole life policy that they'll that they can have there but let's say they have a three hundred thousand dollar home right and they pass away at 45 somebody has to pay that off Mm -hmm. still right so that's why you put that term life on top because what it's doing is carrying your bigger um assets or debts let me say it correctly debts that you may have to pay right if you have medical expenses that need to be paid off in a certain amount and you pass away within that time frame so I'm, if I die, knock on wood, my debt don't die with me? Knock here, bitch. Come here. <laughs> Come here. So I can do it. <laughs> um, so for someone that's married, it doesn't. It goes to the spouse. Someone that's single, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, especially when someone that's married with kids, you definitely want to put something over that because your spouse is now on the hook for everything that happened to, to you. you. Right. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw a lady posting about a nigga who died and owed him four thousand, owed her four thousand dollars. Did y'all see that it was circulating? Like she mm-hmm. was mad about it. And I was so like, damn, his estate. Da- Shit, it might just put a lien against. She couldn't put a lien against his estate. No, if there's no, if there was no document that said. What if they had a document? No, nah, these were street niggas. She was oh. like, give me some of that GoFundMe because I want my <laughs> money back. That's how. Well, I girl, was. go get your money then. But I <laughs> in <know>. blood. <laughs> they be back in blood. In the beginning, we were talking about how life insurance is not just for the dead. So we talked about the investment portion of it. What other benefits does life insurance uh, provide for the living? You can also, again, you can also borrow against it, right? Aside from the, yes. Um, So those are the two biggest leverages. Mm -hmm. It's just a financial tool in general because when you think about, like, right (coughs) now, if you had to go borrow, go to the bank to borrow $10,000, you have to be at a certain tax bracket or um, monthly income for that at a maybe 25%, 24%, 17% interest rate. I mean, it almost becomes a financial burden to even do that, even if you needed the money, right? right? But say you had, you know, a life insurance, you can borrow that money from it, and the interest that's on it is, like, very minimal, like 0.01%. It doesn't do anything, and every time you make a payment, it's putting the money back into it, and it's something that you're going to maintain naturally because you want to have it. Um, so it's just a 
it's a leverage tool in all ways um, if you can afford it to have a whole life policy um, just as that backup do a lot with it so as a, let's say it's a listener and they're like I wouldn't even know the first place to go to get a life insurance policy what would they need to do like how would they go navigate that man well how you, it depends right because everybody's of different health and def, different um different means like monetarily right so you should do your research right um unfortunately somebody that does have pre-existing conditions just know you're about to pay more right mm-hmm. um what if your health changes after you get the policy it doesn't matter that doesn't matter okay but if you're coming in with pre-existing conditions you are absolutely going to pay more no matter your age bracket so say for example you're in your 30s and you have pre-existing conditions this person that's healthy at 30 is might pay $20 you might pay 60 right that's just how it goes and typically that's going to have a clause so god forbid if you pass within that clause again it's probably not going to be payable um so you just have to do your research um you also too you want to make sure that you know if you're gone what you want to have paid off and what you want to do with that money because then you can say I need this amount of money that I want to leave to cover me if I'm not here. I'm so grateful for my mom because she literally is like one of them people. She got like a manila folder with her Under the policies, mattress. where the money at, how she wanted, like she already got her plots, all that stuff. My One of my best friends just lost her mom yeah. and her and her, sis, her. her and her sister are having to cover the cost of her mom's funeral, yeah. which, you know, in, de- in death, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Nobody wants that burden. Right. Um, but again, a lot of people in our community are faced with that. And you see GoFundMes and mm-hmm. these different fundraisers, the church plates on the corner because Bobby just died. Mm-hmm. And again, it just goes back to that we just don't spend our money in the right way. You know, we'll go to the bar, buy $100 worth of drinks and still ain't got no life insurance, mm-hmm. you know, or health insurance for that matter. What you, is death insurance? Because that's a thing too, right? It's burial. Uh, yeah. funeral just burial insurance which is still another form of life insurance but it just only goes up to a certain amount like 50,000 okay. right. and as you age that's the things that become only available for people if they didn't get it when they were young they will only be able to get over a certain amount maybe 40,000 50,000 at the max mm-hmm. you know I talked about I wanted to it's not really a company because I don't even know if it's legal or not but <laughs> door-to-door in the hood like, hey, like, can I put life insurance on your son? I'll pay the premium and bust it down the middle when he dies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. <laughs> this <laughs> bitch is out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think the problem would come in because this comes in families, right? One person's paying a policy and everybody wondering where the money at when this person died. Did you help pay that policy at all? Why are you concerned about what they're doing with the money if you didn't help pay the policy? Correct. But, you know, um, I think that when people die, you're. N- I think it's just a poor feeling that people have in general that you should get something now this person's not here. Right. So I want to assure that the niggas in the hood, kids are being taken care of. <laughs> and somebody's benefiting from your death. You're dying at 30 years old, no life insurance, but you got all these kids out here. And then somebody has to 
do GoFundMe or whatever. But what if there was someone? I feel like white people do that all the time. Remember those two old ladies? So let who me was killing homeless men. So and let me tell policies? you. Let me no, tell you I why. Don't I don't want to kill him. I mean, Pookie gonna do the do. What well, Pookie I do. think it was something on Netflix <laughs> about that. But let me tell you why that's illegal because it's about insurable interests, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know these these niggas. Yeah, if you don't know these niggas, mm. then they be like, you don't know these niggas, so you can't get this money. This bitch want to go to door to door, like, um, I see your son but I out paid there. The pol- I paid into the policy. It doesn't matter. Though. It's all about insurable interest, right? Mm-hmm. So let me give you examples of people that you have insurable interest on. You would have insurable interest on your mom. You're her daughter, right? You and Tammy actually have insurable interest on each other because you guys have a business together, mm-hmm. right? Um, let me tell you who you don't have insurable interest over. Nobody else in here. Right, nobody else in here. This is my friend. He signed it. He let me sign it up. Like, why not? Watch no. it back there. So you can't he can leave. Your- he can. He can do the policy. <laughs> he can do the policy and leave you as a beneficiary, but you cannot sign him up for a policy. It's illegal. It's all so, about. All right, what about with right. him knowing I can do it? Right? No. No. It's all about insurable interest. Okay. So what like, about like these uh, record labels? Like, there's all these stories about record labels. Like that's yeah, insurable pi- interest. The, the Gucci Man story, right? Yeah. And they said there was a life policy somewhere of a certain amount. And everybody was mad. The reason why he could do or that. Or Young Dolph. Be, yeah. Or even Young mm-hmm. Dolph, right? But the reason why Gucci Man could do that, because, again, it goes back to the conver- conversation we're just having, is insurable interest. Now, I have, this artist is underneath me. I have invested in this person. This person is now my business. So if all the money I invest in this person, this person shall pass away before I recoup my advances, then... But you wouldn't know. it be like a scheme to, you know, get these rappers who have like a like a dark sound, and get insurance policy on them, put their music out for a year, and then get them killed so you can get insurance for it, the money. I mean, it could be, but you know, I wasn't. I'm not thinking that far. But you know, if we're gonna be honest, you the, know who it, who are, who are thinking who's but you know who is thinking that far? These motherfuckers right here. They way more cerebral than us. So anything they do, they really use in their mind. Okay, um, when Aaliyah died, they said her uncle like had some crazy ass policy on her mm-hmm. when she got on that plane because so she's a, a business. Because that he had again, to do with her but again, again, these artists are become a business, mm-hmm. right? And so that's how. Gucci man, I think the, I don't know the boy name that just died. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. He was able to do that because this person is now. A business for him, but is it written into their for contracts? Revenue? You think that they yes, don't? Absolutely. They may not know. Absolutely, yes. yes. So yes. okay, so if it's insurable interest and you can write it into a contract, um, without the person knowing, they that have you're to have lawyers to vet these things. And if you're signing something without vetting it, and again, it makes sense. If I just invested a hundred thousand dollars in you, and you die, and you die, I'm going with wherever that debt comes from. Like I'm still responsible for it. So yes, right. I should have something that protects me in the in that event. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, it makes sense. It does. But it's just crazy. I can how see how it could be a scam, though. One like, exactly, and one record label in particular, which people say it's not a record label, it's just they have partnerships with these people. But Empire Records mm-hmm. is one of those places where uh, there's been so many different artists that have passed away. Who Who's on Empire Records? I don't know. Dolph was on there. Mm-hmm. A few of them that have passed away were all on. So it's supposedly a distribution company. But they also have record deals with people. Right. Right. So I'm giving you upfront money, right? 
and something happens to you, my life insurance policy on you is bigger than the money I gave you. Why not get you to fuck up? Because out of you here? gotta think, like, they also Yes, I gave you this amount, but I have to make a certain amount back, right? So they didn't just give these people money. They always gave them the money with the intent of making a certain amount. Right. So I'm sure they those policies match whatever they said they were supposed to make back or expected to make back if things went well. So it make again, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I could have I spent a hundred thousand, but I expect to make a million. What ain't that how it go? Yeah. And you didn't make me a million, so let me go ahead and. Get you up out of here. I mean, you know, I hate to say it like that, but sorry that somebody passed away, but there's still expectations on the other side of that. So, um, unfortunately, yeah. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that wanna, wanna cry me a river, ah. Y'all hear this, man? to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. 
now have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba, and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals, and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments, and the affairs, the flings, the flirting, and the fighting. It's time to tell all on her new podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. We'll take you all the way back to season one and up through today for the dance floor drama like you wouldn't believe. Former partners, co-stars, friends, and frenemies will join Cheryl each week. Listen to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of International Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Dear Chelsea, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Lip Service. It's a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more and listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can we get into health insurance? Yes, please go on because yeah. I pay seven dollars a month, and don't be hating. I want to talk. I want to talk about right. Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. So seven. What, um, Obamacare. So there were a lot of people like upset when Obamacare came out, and they felt like it was like a problem for our American economy for that to happen. What are, What are your thoughts on Affordable Health Care Act? I think it's a great thing mm-hmm. um, because if you guys remember, some of you guys remember over. A little bit over 10 years ago, um, if you had pre-existing conditions, you didn't qualify for health insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So all these people with chronic illnesses like MS, you know, for example, or lupus, God forbid you got diagnosed with cancer, you were now uninsurable for health care. Right. That's the biggest deal about Mm -hmm. the Affordable Care Act. It gave the opportunity for individuals to have insurance that actually needed the care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, Unfortunately, my mom, she passed away before there was anything like that, and she had a heart condition. She did not qualify for health insurance, so everything was out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, So being in that type of situation and seeing firsthand somebody who could have benefited from that because she couldn't even afford a prescription. They were like $100 a month, Mm -hmm. you know, or more. With four kids. Yeah. Four kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree that most countries, you know, people act like America is just such this great place. Mm-hmm. You know, in other countries, you got 18-year-olds that ride around in Lambos. That's just regular day-to-day business for them. Mm-hmm. America is not that fucking great. We do not have universal health care. Uh, we do have Obama care now or what is the it's called the affordable care the act. affordable care act yeah. so the only thing i didn't like about the affordable care act is where you were penalized for uh, for not having insurance on your taxes like you had to file because it was forcing people to do something for themselves right. because um what and the reason why is preventative health 
Some of those uh, um, plans were not affordable. Now it's not affordable, mm-hmm. right? But go ahead and thank uh, your former president for that. He broke a tax law, and so the insurance companies, because they're having a higher risk rate and they have to up the money where they where they're getting it from, because mm-hmm. now they have to insure these people. Before they would just deny them. <laughs> no cancer treatment for you, right? Mm-hmm. So they still have to recoup the money for spending on all these people that have different conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our people have diabetes, right? That's a very expensive disease. Mm-hmm. And they have to cover these people when they did not have to do that. So, I mean, it makes sense. But, you know, even I'll give an example of my father, right? He was under the ACA. His job didn't have um, insurance. And anyway, he went into the hospital for AFib or whatever. His deductible was 2500 He hit the deductible, but the bill was almost 40000 Only thing he was required to pay was a 2500 deductible. Mm-hmm. It has a benefit. And mm-hmm. everything after that was paid for 100% underneath the Affordable Care Act. So absolutely is great, mm-hmm. right? Because the number one debt that most of us carry is a medical debt. Yeah, right. It's not from credit cards. It's not from car notes. It's not from homes or student loans. It's actually medical debt. So this is helping people not get into medical right. debt. I feel like as a whole, it's medical tyranny anyway. It's just like the the doctor's office, the hospitals are overcharging insurance companies. So that's driving rates up and stuff like that. Like the 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 amount you pay for healthcare in America, just like a simple procedure, you can go to another country and get the same procedure half the price. But will it be quality of care? But let me yeah, some places. And I'll speak to that. Always. I'll some speak places. to that because. When I was living in England is when I got diagnosed with my MS, and I was in the hospital there for two weeks, and it's free. But, baby, that <laughs> shit felt every bit of free. <laughs> I was ready to come home and just take my chances there because they was feeding me the Rice Krispie Treat cereal in the morning, but no rice. It wasn't the treats. It was just the little the rice. <laughs> Bitch, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. A dry, it was a dry. It was just like the dry little rice pieces oh, wow. with, like, some water milk. I was like, is this breakfast? Is there no eggs and bacon in this motherfucker? Like, is it? And then it was like, literally, six of us, Mm. six beds lined up on one side, and six beds lined up on the other side. And we're all in the same room. That's the hell. It sounds like tuberculosis to me. All in the same room. (laughs) And there was a a woman across from me. It was an old white lady. And she said her name was Miss Showen. And I was Miss Bowen. So every now when they were coming in and hollering at people, she would be screaming for my medication. And I'd be like, bitch, that's my med. Stop. She's <laughs> like, I'm the white one. She kept saying <laughs> she was the white one. But, and then people would be in there moaning all night. It was just a miserable experience. And I think it's because it's free. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just we got to find a balance, you know? I think, you know, from a professional lens, I think there is a balance. I think people just make poor choices with the health insurance that they choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's confusing. Right. And yeah. I think it's meant to be sometimes. Yes. Yeah. No, think about what you need, right? Think mm-hmm. think about where you are with your health, um, with if something happens to you, what you were comfortable paying for. Like, really think about it before you go just sign up for a plan because it's $7. Because, <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm just saying, like, I know that's typically the bottom level bronze plan. It got a $10,000 deductible. Can you really Ooh, afford? I need to log in and look at it. Can you really afford to pay that if something happens? No. And $10,000 like is a long way. Like, what if? It's like, what if? Yeah, you, you, you listen, you pay for your car insurance all each month for years on a what if you don't question it it's the same thing can you not 
Okay, just like anything else, any other debt, I feel like everything in life is negotiable, right? So, yes, I go to the doctor. I get this crazy-ass bill. I can't call and negotiate this debt with the insurance company. I mean, not the insurance company, but with the hospital because I know they literally – I know I have some MD friends, right? And they tell me they overcharge, and then they negotiate it with the insurance company. They do, but then so that, that, that's – why can't do that as paid out of pocket But that's person? that's on you. Like, so, for example, mm-hmm. I, I did that before, you know, where my insurance was not worth me – filing it because I would pay more money. Like I could pay $50 every time I went, or I could pay a battery test and it cost me 700 underneath my insurance. Sometimes you just got to ask more questions, right? right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always beneficial to file certain things underneath your health insurance if you have the cash to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. But you also, again, going back to what I'm saying, instead of taking a cheap route, get you a quality plan that may cost you a little bit more money. And, you know, yes, you might have a $1,000, $2,000 deductible, but that'll go quick. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be in a money pit of something that a $10,000 deductible, God forbid, that's surgeries, that's days in the hospital, you know, that's prescriptions, and you still might not hit it, and you got to start over each year on that. It's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. So you should always think about that uh, weighing the benefits of paying a little bit more but paying a little bit less on the back end and i think that's where people mess up what what is supplemental insurance supplemental insurance is everything else is what i call it it's all your living benefits Mm -hmm. right um so it's things that pay you while you're here so it's more of like you know god forbid you got diagnosed with a major condition say for example you had a heart attack you know it might pay $20,000, $30,000 to you directly. And most of these people, they're eventually going to go back to work, mm-hmm. right? But it helps cover medical expenses. It can go towards mortgages, rents, your daily expenses until you're able to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that, you know, have things happen do not have the appropriate savings mm-hmm. um, to cover themselves. So that uh, AFLAC insurance policy that you uh, got me to get, that, is a that form. a form of supplemental It is insurance? a form of supplemental insurance. Okay. They have different types. So... Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, accidental coverage, which will cover somebody if they're injured on or off the job. Typically, mm-hmm. those covers, those coverages also have an accidental death benefit in it as well. So if someone died from an injury, that money is in built into that type of policy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they got cancer coverages. So God forbid someone got diagnosed with cancer, you can be paid out for the treatments for being diagnosed, so, everything like that. So cancer coverage, you would get that after you get cancer. Because it's that not like, condition conversation. It's we weird had. to be like, hey, I'm gonna get cancer coverage just in case. That's kind of weird. And why is that, why does that even exist in America? In I understand why. Okay, so I understand why it exists because obviously people get cancer, right? But could you imagine them creating these cancers <sighs> to then have to get insurance for it? Mm-hmm. It's just really weird. You don't have to, but if you're smart, you would. Because so you feel like all of us should just have a I'm cancer coverage? T- Absolutely, I have one. I don't have cancer history in my family. Right. But being in the field that I am, I'm telling you guys, it's simple as I went to the doctor to go get my regular mammogram. You doing something that you would have done every time. They're like, oh, we see something here. You need to get into other testing. You get diagnosed that quick. You're not thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Somebody that had a heart attack did not think they was going to have a heart attack in the day that they had a heart attack. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. That's why it's called That's manifesting some bullshit. I don't want it. (laughs) Or or, or it's being preventative. Preparing, yeah. And it's preparing yourself for whatever may come your way. Right. Um, Because something's coming. 
We just don't know what it is. Yeah, Bitch, I'm about to be vegan. I'm on my way there. You but, don't you don't know where it is because there's the food that's causing people to have I, all but this cancer. We can say that, but then you can think about all the buildings that had asbestos in it that we were in. Asbestos, asbestos, asbestos. I can't say that it, but that it. you know, I went mm. to you know the university <laughs> I went to had you know right. Uh, was the classroom the classrooms mm-hmm. with the best in it? Stuff, yeah. And guess what? They wouldn't cut on the AC, but we were still in those classrooms. And mm. you know, that's a well, then major you should be able to sue the, sue the school. Probably, but, but I don't how you have... gonna prove? How you gonna prove? Class that's what action. You gotta... Yeah, class action together. is good and everything, but I gotta get through this cancer treatment. Hopefully, to make it to the class action suit. Mm. You know, like this life is fucking stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you know, it's just being preventative. Um, and to be quite honest, like the more I'm in this business. Younger people are getting diagnosed. 30s. Yes. 30s. Yes. 20s. Passing away. This year alone, I know so many people. And I don't know if, I don't know. Is it normal? I could, because we're, we are getting old, right? But I just feel like dying in your 40s is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. How many people are, are dropping dead from strokes, heart attacks? Well, they say we live differently than our parents did. So we actually do more we're at walk risk. Enough. We're probably under more stress. Mm-hmm. We're at, we do more at risk behaviors as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, than our parents did. Who would thought that? They I can't believe that was smoking crack. <laughs> yeah, but the crack thought? really didn't kill people. Yeah, it's just I know a lot of crackheads died of just cancer. Like they just ended up with cancer or something later on. But mm-hmm. crack really didn't kill them. No, it wasn't. But so yeah, we're at more risk. You know. Mm-hmm. So now meth. Your ass ain't living past 30, dog. <laughs> Whatever age you start, you're going to be dead in a few years. If you don't I don't even you know don't what start. that calls, but I don't want none they of that. They start it, turning to a zombie after six months. Yeah. There's a photo. If you go Google, like, uh, before and after meth, I remember I looked at this lady. They had, like, some pictures like this thing right here. Like, all her, the uh, progression. Mm-hmm. This shit is fucking wild. Like, six months, you just start looking like somebody, somebody else. different. It's a sad thing. Well, it got a lot of chemicals in it. Like, <laughs> what's HMO cleaners? versus PPO? Um, HMO plans require you to stay in network. So everywhere that you go, it has to be referred. Mm-hmm. So typically your referral comes from your primary care physician. And then they'll refer you if you need to go see whatever specialist or mm-hmm. testing. Always, It's referral-based. Okay. But typically that's a cheaper plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you don't have as much freedom just to go where you want to go, but mm-hmm. it's still a good plan. And then PPO is the it, it's it gives you freedom of choice if you want to go in. Yes, typically, mm-hmm. um, you, it, it lets you go in network, yeah, out of network, on your own whim. Um, but typically, when you go out of network, still you're gonna pay more money. But it just gives you freedom of choice. So say there's a a place that you want to go that may not be in your state or whatever. It just gives you freedom of choice for the care that you want. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, low-key sad right now. Why? Why, the information. I don't know. I guess it just makes this you aware. This is very, important, though. I mean, it's important, but it just makes you so aware of your own mortality when you think about these things. Or if you think about it the right way, it makes you want to pre- be as preventative as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, I'm so comfortable with this conversation because – I know at this point that I have what I need if something happens to me. I'm not a debt or a burden to anybody else, mm-hmm. whether I'm here or not here. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I did something right. And I did something that my parents didn't do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the enjoyable part about being in this field. When someone walks away and say, this, you made me this so easy, mm-hmm. you know. I was just so scared of insurance. 
I was so scared of this conversation and you made it so easy. That's the joyful part of it. So with that being said, how can people like who's listening, like reach out to you? Like they need a liaison. They need someone to get information from. How can they contact you so you can help them further? Sure. Reach out to me on my IG, Mm -hmm. Shawnee Rocket, S-H-A-W-N-I-E-R-O-C-K-E-T. DM me. I'm always open to answer your questions. If you have concerns, I'm also licensed in 35 states. I can help you just about wherever you are, Um, even if it's just simple questions, right? Um, Help you or your family navigate wherever you guys are trying to go. Um, The biggest takeaway I want you guys to have is just be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We spend money in all kinds of ways. We travel as much as we want to. And take $100 a month and just break it up and get you a few extra policies so you, hold on, you can get a few policies with $100? Yeah. I got a cancer policy, an accidental policy, a critical illness policy, and I'll pay about $98 a month. Mm. See, that's not, yeah, that's affordable. Yeah, I'm tripping. Well, insurance is, is insurance. However, there are better companies than other on paying on their insurances. Um, so, like, you always want to go with something that's reputable. So I'm licensed with Aflac, so that's who I um and that's all she gonna say because that's who pay her check. So don't ask her about nobody. Well, <laughs> I'm, yeah, act like that's a good one. But you know, a lot of people in Georgia have because their home office is here, so it's very common in mm-hmm. this state for Aflac, right? But there's other brands like if you're looking for life insurance, like MetLife, they're very reputable. You'll be surprised that State Farm is very competitive on life insurance as well. That's who I got mine from, mm-hmm. right? So just do your research, right? And that's what mm-hmm. I say. And there, there also are exchanges, right, where they'll be brokered or brokers for multiple Between carriers the same ones, yeah. yeah so you can mm-hmm. kind of shop around say, i feel like they're all the same because even with the health with the car insurance like you go through one company like i went through i had geico but somehow i was talking to progressive they're like because, a, because you like a broker basically is they're it? a broker yeah oh mm-hmm. girl you don't tell me something because i ain't know mm-hmm. i didn't know that yeah well state farm always runs on its own though um they they just work differently, but they actually got like life insurance and stuff, like competitive rates, good policies. Like I thought I was gonna go with MetLife, and I called State Farm, and I was like, just talking to them, like, oh, we got life insurance. I was like, oh, you do, and come to find out, it was actually cheaper than MetLife. I wonder if we can get a State Farm discount since we be doing commercials for the ad. Right. Period. <laughs> <laughs> the discount is your age, baby. <laughs> the discount is your age, so start now, especially if you're younger. Get it. Get it. Yes, in front of please. It. This is the message. If you're young, if you're healthy, don't wait. Do not wait. This is absolutely the best time to do it. And thank me later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period, right. y'all. So All right. up. Hold on. So we talked about that. That was good information. I'm sure people really enjoyed this episode because they got you dropped some jewels for them. And for me, I need to add some more policies to. I have a few. Let me tell y'all, when I bought that policy from her, I just bought it on like. She was, I was like, I need one more sale to make this money. Uh-huh. Yeah, she looked, she's like, I got you. Yeah, that's how it went. It really wasn't even about my health. And they, I've been paying in it to, for years now. You're about three, three, three or four, four years, years now. Yeah. But, I mean, I, now I feel like I need to add more after that information. And I know it's going to be probably more, it's probably going to be double for me, you know. No. With me having a pre-existing condition, it might be a little bit more. Sometimes, but it depends on the underwriting, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes mean why I say you got to do your research. Because some policies may ask a question that another one won't. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I know how to navigate like I wouldn't put somebody in a policy for twenty thousand dollars. And I know they asked, did you just take chemotherapy? 
But I know I got this other one for ten thousand that don't ask. Don't ask. Right. Mm. Right. So well, I'm gonna get with you so you can hook it up. You know, yeah, we gotta get it together. But <laughs> this this episode would not be right if we didn't get a dumb bitch story from you. You know, we gotta get a dumb bitch. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you thought it was just going to be healthcare and insurance, didn't you? No, we need a DB story from you. Dumb bitch story. You're so dumb. Because we've all been a dumb bitch at least once or twice. Oh my God. Y'all don't want to do this in the right <laughs> bitch. Hurry up. <laughs> okay, so. I was talking to this guy. <laughs> they always talk about talking to some guy. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was talking to this guy, and he said, "Hey, come up here to see me." Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay." Where's up here? Oh, well, you don't have to tell us. It's it's not I'm in the yonder. state that I lived in. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I went up there to see him, and he didn't answer the door. He left you outside. Outside. Wait a minute. Okay, so how far did you travel? You have to tell us where, but how you far you did you travel for I the day? I drove. Okay. I drove. And how far, How many hours was it? Six hours. <laughs> oh. Had you been with him before? Yes. And he told you to come. Did you plan he, to come? He asked me to come. Yeah. I don't just go anywhere. We don't do that. We were never that pressed, okay? Right. Um, Period. <laughs> we were. Like, it's two of them. <laughs> we got to talk about me in third person, okay? Um, we was never, never that, that pressed. pressed. Um, but, yes, did not answer the door. Did you kick the door in? I left a footprint on it. I know you did. <laughs> I, I was trying to get it down. Did y'all talk after that at any point? Did he hit you up with, like, an excuse? No, he came and met me. He was like, uh, uh, long story short, had... A girl there at some point. It was just trash. He went out. I guess he must have brought it back and forgot and got drunk. Like he it, forgot what time you were gonna get there. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was the most tragic stuff in my life. I said, "Ooh, girl, You're I ain't right. never been like play with like that." No, but that don't make you really a dumb bitch. Like he's stupid. Yeah. Like, what? Wait, yeah, no, I'm dumb because I came up there on my like I, my gas, my money, my car, my hours. Like, yo, no, that's pretty stupid. So, but you know what? Yeah. A lot of the dumb bitch that. stories no. don't always make us the dumb bitch. It always be, typically be the other person in the story that's yeah. really the dumb bitch in the story. Honestly, yeah, I talked to him after that day, so I guess I'll make it a dumb. <laughs> oh, you, you continue to fuck with him for a little, little while. <laughs> okay, see that, see that be the part, right? It be the aftermath that make you the dumb bitch because it's cool to be stupid, right? Mm-hmm. But when you become a habitual dumb bitch, when you just keep going with the shit, yeah. Now that's when, yeah, just so for a little really, while longer, and I let them ride. Like, in so the that's the, we gotta add that on. So yeah. how long did you continue? to do the dumb bitch shit about a month or two after (laughs) who's counting (laughs) y'all i look back at that time in my life i'm so glad girl middle finger time old life okay (laughs) right (laughs) we we out of the woods you got me (laughs) you weren't prepared for that no it's so funny because i told her like all right this is what we're going to talk about but i never but you had to know that it was coming you had no i didn't think i was going to have to provide that story today (laughs) that's a good one that's a little easy one i feel like we can get another good one at you though I, that was by far my most embarrassing one, y'all, because oh. I was like, ain't nobody seen you though. Who know? Now, now everybody, everybody knows. 
<laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, everybody know now. Don't judge me, y'all. Get the cash app, ladies. Get the gas money up front. Right. Well, Aaron, yeah. I really appreciate you. Uh, this was very last minute, but this was a great episode. So thank you for coming on with us. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Y'all I'm niggas got uh, health care, life care in here? Yeah, see, look. Dropping you got jewels. your business card? I don't. Virtual business card? Again, my IG is Shawnee Rocket. So S H A W N I E R O C K E T. Hop in the DMs. So she can help y'all. She helped me for real. We should do a challenge. We should do a life insurance challenge for the month of May. You right. know what? For real, get your stuff to get your stuff together, right? Right, get your shit together. We, well, we about to run your check up for the month of May. We need ten percent, bitch. You know, <laughs> let's be clear. I'm like, that's that's back in. You know, that ain't really illegal. <laughs> right, or maybe. But, but ultimately, we want to help people. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Make mm-hmm. sure sure people are on the right end of that. Cause I ain't got no more go fund me money for y'all. I really don't. I don't never. Be, I don't never donate to GoFundMe anymore. Ever since when I had Salida, the old lady living with me. Mm-hmm. Paying for somebody to live from, with me out of my fucking pocket for over a year, and I put up a GoFundMe and guess how much money I got? What? Hundred dollars. Two hundred and fifty-one dollars, and I gave it to her for her birthday. But my thing is, bitches can put up a GoFundMe because you went to, I don't know, Memorial Weekend with it. no fucking money and got stranded, and people donating into that stupid shit. But I can't find housing for one little old lady. So I don't fuck with people go fund me. So maybe fuck y'all. Which y'all go fund You look bitter. You probably should. I yeah. am. You didn't you didn't put I that am thing a, on. I, I know what you have a way about that. Because people maybe we because pay I, into bullshit. I donated to that GoFundMe. So it's crazy that you only got two hundred and fifty one dollars. Yes, Cause I think I gave it. at least fifty that's myself. It. That's it. That's tough. So we pay into bullshit. Yeah. That's you see, another you, but, example. But you see that fifty dollars a month could have done, you would have had a policy. Which, you know, I wanted to put life insurance on her, but she was, uh, I waited too long. And I, 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 that part, I probably didn't have, uh, what is it called, insurable interest on her because mm-hmm. she wasn't a family member. She was a stranger I met, but I wanted to try to get like a burial. This bitch is still out here. Let's be clear, she's still outside. <laughs> and she's 86 now, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, she was can, 83 when I moved she, her in. She could get a policy, but it won't be, she'll get a burial Just policy a burial. for 10000 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. small. I feel like people should get cremated if they don't have policies, like and which is cremation still costs seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Still gotta pay for it. Seven thousand for cremation. Why but, can't but why state, they can't burn people in the backyard? The state will put you in the pine boxes for free though. They'll matter of fact, they give you two hundred fifty dollars a month. I mean, two hundred fifty dollars if someone passed away without. Um, so I can control. turn a body in for two fifty. That's how much it's worth. Yes. Hmm. Girl. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's not. Listen, working. y'all. If y'all enjoy hit, hit it with the shit, <laughs> we're not going there. Hit it with mm. the shit, friend. <laughs> it's time to go. Like, See, anytime you start excellent. going to that dark place, I know it's time to end the. Uh, yeah, I said too much. All right, y'all. No, bitch. We getting this check. Look, the dead check. Uh, <laughs> If you guys enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on your iHeartRadio app or where the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0 on Instagram. Y'all follow me now if you won't get on. What's up, Tam? Y'all, it's official, Tam, ma'am. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Remember, speak now. And never hold your peace. Deuces.
Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money & Wealth, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. Top. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat okay. the eat all the leftover the leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the oh, barrel up, so to, up the hill. And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guests like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corin Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.